chapter 31 of Gold Cord by Amy Carmichael. Prelude to chapter 31. There is a path which no fowl knoweth, nor vulture's eye hath seen, a path beside a viewless river whose banks are always green. For it is the way of prayer. Holy Spirit, lead us there. O lead us on, weigh not our merits, for we have none to weigh. But, Savior, pardon our offenses, lead even us today further in the way of prayer. Holy Spirit, lead us there. So, here we go with chapter 31, the word of pool and waterfall. It was before our forest house was built, and we had taken a bunch of children to an upland valley about 15 miles from Donipur. But the loveliness of that valley was pierced by the remembrance of those unreached boys, and at last overcome by the insistence of that thought. We had sent the children off to play in the shallows of the stream, and kneeling by a rock that bordered a quiet pool, had besought the Lord to take away the burden or to show us what he would have us do. Presently, as we knelt there, soothed by the sound of the water that seemed to flow over us, body, soul, and spirit, and there was healing in its flow, we began to look at the beauty spread about us. The pool was a shining thing. It had a golden floor, for the rocks there, underwater and in sunlight, are like jasper or like amber. On the floor lay a heap of battered, sodden leaves, some still faintly colored, red, orange, yellow, some dull and brown like shadows of leaves. And now and then a current moving gently would slip under the heap and carry some of the leaves through golden gates where, caught in a scurry of white, the bruised things would be broken up and swept swiftly down the stream. Poor marred things. But were they poor? They were on their way to make others rich the forest and the glory thereof, the fern by the riverside, the little flower, the moss, live on the food that the dead leaves give. Presently, idly as a child might have done, I tossed a handful of newly fallen leaves into the pool. They danced off like bright shells, like fairy boats, or, gathering in glowing heaps on the surface of the water, lay contented. Sometimes there was a little rustling sound, as though they were laughing, not for them yet the bruising and the bearing. Holy places, which are the figures of the true, this private room in the forest was a holy place. We had seen a figure of the true. We had seen one of the invisible things which from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made. There is no life except by death. This was the invisible thing clearly seen that day. Always bearing about in the body of the dying, uh, always bearing about in the body of the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. That was what we had seen in a figure. Broken, battered, sodden leaves, these that were ready to sink out of sight and be dealt with in any way, 
all choices gone. They were near to becoming life to the forest. The ferry boats were not yet ready. Learn to obey, thou dust. Learn to meek thyself, thou earth and clay. Another year passed, and still we could not begin. Baby boys were said to be very difficult to bring up, and we had no doctor. Above all, we had no men, except our faithful faithful Arul de San. And well we knew that, though women could mother little boys, the day would soon come when men must take over. Everyone thought of Donipur in terms of lotus buds. What man could would ever want to come? Because of the command concerning, concerning the pattern which was shown us in the mount, we were constrained to ask for those who were compelled by the law of their being to follow that same pattern. Where were such to be found? We did not know. There was nothing to encourage us, much to discourage and forbid the thought of such a venture. As we thought of it, difficulties piled up like heaps of stones tossed from a wall that is being pulled down. And forebodings that we had never known when we began to save the girls oppressed us. We knew more now than we did then of the inwardness of this to which we must set our hand. The fire shall try every man's work of which sort it is. Were we ready for that? Was our reputation ashes to us? This was a curious question that came again and again. What if our hopes fell in ruins about us like a child's castle of cards? <clears throat> Josephine Butler says that she felt a kind of triumph in that beautiful arrangement by which God had chosen the weak things of the world to confound the strong. We felt no kind of triumph, but we knew that her words were true. It matters nothing at all what we are, she wrote, provided we are entirely willing to be made the instruments of his will, his agents in this world. I do not think we know the meaning of the word strength until we have fathomed our utter weakness. We fathomed ours. We wondered whether she had ever felt weak as we did then. Sometimes now, looking at the scores of boys in their crimson homespun cotton, darting in and out among the trees like hips and haws alive or careering down the wide path on palm leaf motor cars, we think of those questions that like rending lightning disclose the recesses of the soul. And we thank our God that he did not let us carelessly venture on this new thing. I was in the forest again when at last the word came, which settled all for me and brought assurance to the comrades at Donipur. The house was being built and the day was full of mundane matters, but the men's dinner hour was free and then the river called. After the clamors of the coolies and the shattering racket of hammers on stone and wood, the quiet of the river was the very breath of peace. But as by the golden stream, so now there was a piercing. I was standing by a waterfall, which we call by a Tamil name meaning great joy, when the question broke forth again, Lord, what of the little boys? Oh, there are heavenly heights to reach in many a fearful place 
where the poor, timid child of God lies blindly on his face, lies languishing for light divine, which he shall never see, till he goes forward at thy sign and trusts himself to thee. But, Lord Jesus, where are the men? There was no answer that I heard. I was looking at the answer, the wonder of the ceaseless flow of water. Then the sense of it came, and I heard a voice from heaven as the voice of many waters. Can I, who do this, not do that? Spiritually, in that hour, the work for boys began. End of chapter 31.